Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Hey everyone, this is Josh Rosenberg. Welcome back to Roadcase. I'm really psyched to have you here for this really special episode with a band that I really love. And I want to remind you to get involved with the Roadcase community. And there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, You're welcome to send me an email if something comes up. If you have a question or want to make a comment, suggestion for guests, I'm at info at roadcasepod.com. You can also get involved with the Roadcase community over at Patreon, where you can help support this podcast uh, by throwing a couple bucks in uh, per month really helps out this podcast and allows us to continue to produce these episodes, uh, bringing you uh, these great guests and letting you know what's going on in the live music world every uh, week, uh, twice a week, as a matter of fact. So you can also follow us on social media at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our handle is Roadcase Pod, and we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast, which is a a coincidence because that's the name of this podcast. And you can, as you know, you can find this podcast on your favorite listening platform. Another way that you can help support this podcast um, is you can rate and review this podcast on your platform. In fact, if you're listening to it right now, if you put it on pause and go ahead and uh, rate and uh, or uh, review this podcast, uh, that would be an awesome way to support us. So I'm really excited to welcome Daniel Womack and Carter King of Future Birds this week. Future Birds is uh, originally from Athens, Georgia, although they're kind of spread out all over uh, south the southeast now. Um, they're a hardworking touring band, and they love getting in front of their fans and playing shows. Uh, and that's sort of the way that they've built their own momentum over the years. And they're really known for high energy, interactive type of shows, and they really feed off the energy of the audience, and the audience really feeds off of, uh, the energy of the band. Uh, these guys say that uh, their comfort zone is on stage, and you know, to go to one of their shows is to, uh, uh, to really understand that vibe. I've done that. I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, COVID's a tough time. We talk about uh, their transition off the road and what that looked like. Um, they had had a partnership with uh, Teton Gravity Research for their spring 2020 tour, which was obviously canceled. Um, so that was disappointing for them. But these guys have a great mental attitude. They take that kind of positive energy that they exude on stage, and it really sort of permeates everything that they do. They're really kind of in a positive space, as I see it. They have some new material. Uh, they talk about that. I believe that they're going into a rehearsal uh, space to hear them say it, uh, to kind of work on that new material right now. Uh, they had been playing some backyard party shows, and um, and uh, so we'll talk a 
about how they're getting in front of their fans even during this time in hopefully a safe manner. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit. And of course, we'll get uh, some good stories from the road from these guys. Uh, they seem to have a fun time and they've got a really good mental attitude. Carter talks about how, you know, that um, kind of tour depression can creep in and uh, the ways that uh, that they use and the techniques that they use to kind of uh, help when that, uh, when those kind of issues come about. So we do talk about, uh, the mental health of touring, uh, in general. Um, but these guys are, uh, you know, doing a lot of great things during, during this COVID period. I really enjoyed talking with them. They got a great energy. They're really moving in the right direction. And to hear them talk about it, COVID, uh, this COVID period was pretty good to them. They had a, they were very productive and they've been interacting with their fans online and in backyard party environments, which is only a, uh, a positive for these guys. So I'm excited for the future of future birds. This is a really, uh, really fun episode with these boys. And um, thanks again for joining me on road case. Thanks again to Daniel Womack and Carter King of future birds for being here. And here we go. Okay, guys. So, Carter Womack, how are you guys doing, man? Thanks so much for being here on Roadcase. I really appreciate it. Man, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, us, man. Yeah, doing yeah. Great. yeah. That's awesome. So, where are you all joining me from? I'll say y'all. I don't know. I know. I I can't sound. I'm from Southern California. I can't sound natural. Saying y'all. Not, it sounds natural, it, man. It, it rolled. Really it rolled right off I just, your tongue. <laughs> that was great. It did, yeah. right? Because but no. But then I say to myself, wait. These guys say it all the time, and. I always want to say cheers, y'all, and it just doesn't. <laughs> hey, you know, you're in the you're in good company, man. You're in. The, <laughs> yeah, we know you're just trying to make fun. us feel more comfortable, and we appreciate that. Yes, that is it. That is it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, where are y'all? I got, but you both in different locations. Where y'all? Where are you? All. Uh, <laughs> now it's at, getting weirder. I'm my, yeah, <laughs> I'm at um, I'm at my house in Savannah, Georgia. Uh huh. Yeah, in my music room. Yeah. Yeah, Carter. Where I'm are you? A, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. My house. We're uh, in the middle of an onsetting ice storm right now. It's like uh, oh wow. Yeah, it's like snow. It's been just sleeting. Yeah, might be late to that demo session, Womack. Oh man, we'll just have it there. <laughs> Go to Nashville. Well, I'm glad I could get you guys together to coordinate that kind of stuff. But <laughs> so because I I haven't said this personally to you, uh, happy tenth anniversary. It's kind of belated, but um, thanks, but that's, man. That's all kinds of awesome, and I I love the latest record. Um, how you know? I mean, we're just in the midst of this shitstorm snow this the snowstorm and a shitstorm i'm in chicago so it's snowing here but yeah the covid shitstorm man how what's you know um how'd you guys both keep your heads in the game on this thing uh when you know this thing hit and you had the the new album and you know you are renowned touring impresarios and legends basically <laughs> like how did that uh, how'd that affect the uh, the vibe in the band. It slowed things down a bit for a minute, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. So we just, um, we just, we had just released Teamwork, and we were set to. Uh, we had a big tour planned, and the whole merch situation set up, and it was going to be the biggest 
headlining tour that we had probably ever been on at the, at the time. And, um, well, you know, still, but, um, it was day two and the pandemic hit and we had to cancel it right there and drive. We had just driven all the way across the country to Colorado and played our second show of the tour that was going to take us about three and a half weeks or a month. And the uh, pandemic hit. So we drove back across the country and it was, uh, it was terrible, man. We didn't know what it was, you know, like everyone, we didn't know. <clears throat> what was going on. And that was at the time to where it was like, you know, you might not even know if you've got it for 14 days. So we're sitting there, we were in Aspen the night before. And of course we wake up the next day and it's like <clears throat> new COVID hotbed in Colorado, Aspen, you know, and we're like, Oh gosh. So now we could have it. And we're driving all the way across the country and we're not going to know for another week and a half after this, if we've even got it and we're hungover. Right. So we feel bad anyway. It screwed yeah. with our heads for a little bit there for those couple of days. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I mean, from a personal standpoint, but also kind of from just a uh, a band standpoint. I mean, every you know, look, everyone took a hit psychologically and everything yeah. with this. But uh, I'm I'm sorry that 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 happened to you guys on, on this particular tour. Was that the tour where you were um uh where you were sponsored by TGR? Was that the TGR that tour? Was the one, Teton, yeah. Teton Gravity Research. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm familiar with it because I'm a skier. So, nice. um, yeah. Was that kind of a tie in with that video on your, on the website? Cause I know that was Wyoming and they're, they're based in Jackson. How did, and, uh, yeah. Well, we, we were on the Howlin' Summer Tour last June and, uh, that took us to, um, actually, you know, that's not where it kicked off, but we were on the Howlin' Summer Tour. We went up through Jackson, had a great time. And, <clears throat> and then later we got on tour with a band called Camp, who, you know, we're great friends with now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that first show with Camp, we, um, we kicked it off in Jackson Hole. And, uh, the TGR crew came out and they, and we did some just filming and just from, you know, behind the scenes kind of photography and stuff and had a great time. And we just kicked yep. it off with them. And so, the next uh, triple black diamond tour that we were scheduling was the one that got canceled. And, the, and, um, you know, we had, they were, they had sponsored it, you know, from meeting them and everything from the, uh, from the camp tour. So yeah, right. that, that was going to be super cool too. That's another bummer about the situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff happens, but what were the, what was kind of the, the, um, Carter, what was sort of the 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 beginning of that sort of relationship, and what was sort of the the thinking there? The beginning of the relationship with TGR with TGR, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have we have some friends that work there, um, and and really, yeah, like when Mac was talking about, we the previous summer we'd done a tour in conjunction with Howler Brothers, which is the outdoor yeah. brand fishing stuff, and so I think what we built there, we kind of had a template for like, Hey, we can do this thing and it's mutually beneficial. And so we were able to kind of show that to him as a, as a sort of a framework. But, um, I mean, for, for any company like that, that's just already got such a huge reach to, to want to, you know, put a little backing behind a band like us We're we're just stoked and happy to do it. And I think it's, you know, maybe our just general energy and, and appreciation of getting outdoors and just trying to entertain ourselves really when we're, we're on tour and, you know, in beautiful places. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask it. It seems like a logical tie in. Womack, you were going to say something. I was just going to say like minds with common visions, you know? So, and the, we, you know, the Howlin' Summer Tour, that was the first collaboration. And then the TGR thing, you know, we collaborated, we collabed on that and, it was going to be the beginning of a beautiful relationship, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it can it, still, yeah, it's not lost. It can, mm, yeah. Yeah. Definitely no, not. No yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a logical collaboration. 
did you face any criticism of getting involved with a big company like that? No. I wouldn't say not any negative crit. No, definitely not. People were pretty stoked about it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's awesome. That's awesome. And like, that was kind of as uh outdoor enthusiasts ourselves, we were, I mean, we were stoked too. We were like, man. And I remember it's funny, but it was about, it had to have been at least five years ago. Carter came to me and he was talking about this idea he had where he wanted to kind of like, you know, get in with these, uh, like fly fishing magazines and stuff like that. And like, they could use our songs, promo videos. And I must admit at the time, it didn't really make much sense to me. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, we like to do all that kind of stuff, but you know, it didn't make sense to me at the time. But then over time, you know, every tour we go on, we find ourselves seeking outdoor adventures. We've got off time. There's a waterfall. Let's go jump off of it or something like that. Hmm. And, uh, and you know, I was thinking, that we don't really showcase that side of the band that much. So we kind of started doing that. I was like, that's what we love to do. We should, you know, we should showcase that and, you know, and, and bring our fans on our adventures with us, you know? And, uh, and once that, once that started happening, once we kind of just started being ourselves more on camera and, you know, introducing that aspect to the fans, things just started falling into place like the howling, like that, like the howler brothers collaboration and stuff like that. And, um, and then, you know, fast forward five years and I was like, man, Carter had this idea the whole time, but I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Carter, you're laughing. <laughs> he probably, he, he probably, that, he it, probably doesn't remember the story I'm talking about. He's probably like, yeah, that's probably true. But no, I think it's not like it's it's a uh, you know it's just like these collective things that you just keep talking about them, and and we're all talking about this, the same thing. It's just like I don't know, it's intention or something. It just you talk about stuff enough, and and. And stick with Focus this, stick it. with this thing long enough, then yeah, it's all bound to come together. Yeah, it yeah. becomes sort of a self fulfilling prophecy yeah. sometimes, and then opportunities present themselves, and you're like, "Ding, yeah. that works, yeah. right?" But it does sort of fill it, come into the vibe that that you guys have, um, uh, that you guys kind of seem to live by. I mean, you're constantly on the road, so is that? I mean, you have been. Let's like 2020 is the lost year, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah mean, we, more or less. Although I want to talk about some of the stuff that you guys have been doing over 2020. But um, in terms of just being on the road and touring, that seems to be just ingrained in the Future Birds philosophy. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I mean, I think the you know kind of the the core what drives this band is the community we've built around it. And the only way we build that is going out and meeting people and that's playing shows. And, you know, we're not, yeah. if you don't want to rely on like a big hit or, or a big publication to, to make you a big band, then you just have to go out and do it, you know, person by person. And, and we're in a lucky spot that, that we really enjoy doing that, you know, and you have to, you have to work and you have to be intentional about Mm -hmm. making sure it stays enjoyable because it can be totally taxing, totally grueling, you know, but so can, you know, digging ditches. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting at a desk all day too, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, you say that and that's sort of, that's, that can be also sort of the business case of a band, right? You got to be out there on the road. You want to see your fans, but you do, I mean, really you want to make the connection and, I've seen you guys play. Um, I was at one of those, uh, both of those camp shows uh, at Thalia Hall in Chicago. Cool. Oh, nice. Um, among other among other times. And, um, you know, you really, you guys just, like, you feel it that there's an energy always there with you when you're on the stage um, between you and the crowd. And 
I go to a lot of shows. I see a lot of different bands and it's super unique when you guys are playing and I, I got to applaud you for that. But is that, where does that come from? Wombs, like you're like, you're out there, you're leading the fucking charge a lot, you know? <laughs> Although Car- Carter might be big to differ. It's, I don't no, know. No, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's okay. A, yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship for sure, but it's just something that, that, I mean, you know, we've been a band for 12 years and, uh, I guess we're just we're our our comfort zone is on stage, and we're really grateful that well we're lucky that we're all kind of friends before we were in the band. So there is, and there were many many years where there weren't many people in the crowd. So it's like we were kind of almost just playing to ourselves anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you know, so as long as so, I mean, it's like and you know, touring over even in the what I like to refer to as the dog days of our touring, where, where it was just yeah. like you know just you know, grinding it out on the road. It was on um, the one spot or the one time during the day where everything made sense was when we were all on stage and that happened for years. So, I mean, you know, we're comfortable on stage and once the crowd started singing the words and, and, and started, you know, uh, once places started filling up and we it just, it just kind of all happened really naturally. It was just, uh, this whole community started building. And when we're there, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, uh, on the best nights, it's kind of effortless, you know, it just happens. <laughs> When was that a was that a slow evolution for you guys? When did that when did that kind of start, Carter? Uh, when when people kind of, of what? Yeah, when um uh you know, Wom said that it was just sort of something that has began to build over time. Um, when did you sort of feel that starting? Like when was that a slow I mean, so, kind of development for you guys? So we we were lucky enough to where, like when we play in Athens, it just just for whatever reason, like the perfect storm of. You know, the, the groups of friends that we all kind of, uh, had an outreach to between us, but I feel like, and, and just Athens, Georgia in general is one of the best places to start a band. So our first show yeah. as future birds, we were open up for Dr. Dog at tasty world and the place was packed and people <laughs> not, were into not it. Too, not too and bad. I remember yeah. we looked up and we we're like looking around at each other, like, what the hell is going on? This isn't supposed to happen. This is great. People are going wild. And, <laughs> and there was one guy, his head was sticking, you know, above everyone else's. And we were playing a song we'd never played before. And, uh, and he was singing along he was like trying his best. And we're like, this dude's already, this dude's already singing along. Like, I don't even know the words of this song, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, but then, but then you go out on tour, you know, and you're playing in the Midwest or wherever else. And you're playing a lot of shows where, where no one's showing up on a Wednesday or whatever. So if you keep that in the back of your mind, what it can be, then when you're on stage, opening up for camp at Thalia Hall to a packed room, that's just like, so into it, you, you can't help but be in that moment and be like, just, you know, throttle down, you know? As, right. As yeah. After Right. After playing out for so long to hardly anyone, like you put us on stage with camp and it was like, it was just, it was easy. <laughs> that yeah, was, exactly. That, uh, that goes, their fans are so devoted and everyone's so excited to be there. It's not a job at that point. It's just, it just happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of people were there to see you guys, but, um, was that like a great, you, you mentioned camp. Was that just cause I, I, I mentioned that or was that really like a, like you enjoyed that? Uh, that was kind of a special tour for you guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, and I brought camp up because, uh, you were asking how the TGR relationship or sponsorship kind of collab kind of started. And it was the, mm-hmm. the, the first, uh, the first show of the camp tour was in Jackson hole. And we, you know, get teamed up with TGR just to kind of do some photos and just film the show and document it. And we just had a great time with them, kicked it off or hit it off with them. And then, you know, decided to, 
you know, uh, collab on the on the ski tour. So that's kind of how that happened. But, you know, it was funny because there was a few years we, we, we didn't really have any big opening. Sorry, let me get closer. Any opening tour, yeah. any opening tour spots, you know, we're like at the at the spot at the time in our touring career we felt like it was time to kind of get back on with a big band you know it was like it's been a while since we've had an opening spot and camp kind of fell into our lap i can't honestly remember how and i just remember um they're like we're gonna go on tour with this band called camp and i was like i don't think i've heard of them but okay and uh it, it was awesome that was that was one of the best tours in recent memory really it was it was amazing yeah. hit it right off with those guys great dudes and we love their music it was a great time, man. Yeah, no, it came about because they were just fans of the band, you know, from like slogging it out or, or whatever. They had come, right. they had a day off. Right. They forgot had, about that. They had a day off on tour. I think we were in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they came to the show. Tractor we Tavern. Uh, or it was, what's the, what's the even smaller place? Uh, Sunset? Right. Sunset, Sunset Ta- Tavern. Tavern, I think. Tiny spot. <laughs> I can't and, help you there. And they... uh they just happened to come out to a show because they're bored and they hadn't heard of the band and and became fans and so yeah that that was just yeah. pure you know pure speak, cosmic speaking, alignment there yeah and yeah. S- speaking of that show that show distinctly I distinctly remember that show being a I don't wouldn't say a turning point but a uh, a, a memorable show because we sold that show out and I remember thinking I was like man we haven't sold out a show in a while especially this far away from home and, I, and, and the camp the, the camp boys were like yeah we were like the last tickets that night and we weren't gonna drink. oh they put you over the top yeah, yeah. they they were like we weren't they were like we weren't gonna drink or anything you know we were just gonna we had a night off we were gonna I've heard of future birds we're gonna go check them out and we bought the last few tickets and as soon as we walked in and saw y'all we we're like all right we're gonna get a beer <laughs> so, <laughs> right um, yeah you can't you can't help but do that drink <laughs> And half the time during during the show anyway, right? I mean, you know, yeah. But that's okay. We can, we can, we can say like Some, a bad thing. Right? Some, sometimes we we drink most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming out of Athens, is that where you guys met initially? It is indeed. Yep. Yeah. Yes. The core. Yeah. The core four met in Athens. The core right. four members of the right. band. Me and, and you had a couple. Tons. Yeah. Yeah, you had a couple of um different band members you had uh didn't you have a different drummer at one point yeah Paytonius. Paytonius was the was our first drummer and our still a really good friend of ours he's now a successful lawyer in nashville Mm -hmm. entertainment lawyer and then our our second drummer uh johnny lundock johnny colorado lundock um great guy still keep in touch with him too and then uh our most recent drummer was was chez so yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, so you guys just really run through drummers. What do you do? Make them? Uh, they do all the the, the shit work when uh, when you guys are on on tour or what? It's, it's tough being a drummer, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah really. It Apparently, is. for the Future Birds, that's a tough job. It yeah. is. I thought it'd be tough singing, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None of these bastards can keep time. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a fucking human metronome, yeah. and these guys are just like making it just yeah. too hard. <laughs> It's you guys' fault. Yeah. Um, so, um, did did was Athens sort of instrumental in? Did it play into your attitude of um, loving to be on the road because you're in proximity to so many different um, close, fairly close proximity to so many different towns where you can go and uh, uh, and play like Birmingham, you know, Nashville, Asheville, Memphis, etc. Is it kind of a good central location? Did that play into? How you guys sort of developed as a touring band? Yeah, for the Southeast, absolutely. There are so many 
small college town cities uh mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty easy to get anywhere but but Athens was more instrumental than just its geographical location but just i mean obviously its history uh precedes itself and and everything but but like the clubs is it's just such a supportive scene so that yeah. you know you have an up and coming band and you're always hanging out at the 40 watt of the Georgia theater and you get to know the people that are the bartenders and the people booking shows. And then they get a national act through and, and, you know, they're happy to support the smaller bands in town and give them shots in front of crowds. So, so that's, that's the way in which it's, it's mostly uh instrumental in building the band, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm same. Um, you have that same kind of, view of it yeah for sure it's a very welcoming very uh creative environment very welcoming to creativity in any way and so uh, it, it's a great place to start a band because of what carter said it's just easy to get gigs there's all uh, you know a lot of bands come through there and it's got you know some of the best clubs in the country in our opinion and uh it was i mean I mean, I can't imagine starting a band. In, if we wouldn't be where we are now if we didn't start in Athens. That's just the way it is, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was something in the water there. You know, it's like I just, uh, you know, it's just a very creative and welcoming environment. You know, yeah, for sure. Well, to say that you wouldn't be a band if you weren't from there, I mean, that's kind of putting the. I mean, it's like you are from there and you are a band yeah. and you are from yeah. Athens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good environment. It's, it's an excellent environment uh, musically. Absolutely. And, Very yeah. influential environment. And just, uh, I mean, it's like, it's like an ink. I feel like our time in Athens was kind of like an incubation period, you know, where we just kind of like, we learned a lot, you know, learned a lot. In Athens. Right. Yeah. And, and, right. and also like in a, in a bigger city, like say Chicago or Atlanta, you know, or Nashville, even you have these like, kind of little sequestered zones and scenes. And so, but Athens, everything's just like right on top of each other. So, you know, the, yeah. the frat houses are right next to the rock clubs and, and the dance clubs <laughs> and the, and the college bars and the, you know, the art galleries and stuff. So it's just like, everyone's forced to be exposed to everyone else. And I think that makes for a better, uh, melting pot, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just rowdier, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, I for sure. So. It a plays spot. into the future birds ethos a little bit. I mean, um, I read you guys did a 3d show in 2010. <laughs> yeah. Is that fucking true? 3D yeah. Radio. yeah, it is. Like, did no one tell you that we are in the 3d? Uh, <laughs> I mean, is that just sort of like, why? <laughs> wait, 3D. we were a little ahead of what, our what's time. That, what was that yeah. about? We were just, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you guys discovered that that we have depth, height, and width. Yeah. I mean, what? we uh, it, it was uh, you know, the idea was was better than it was than than it was in in re- than it played out to be in reality. But it was still a great it was still a great time. We we had a. We, did you say you were at that show, Josh? Did, no, no, okay. I just said I read about. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we had a big sheet that we put in front of the stage, and everyone that got in, they bought a ticket. If I if I was at that show, I probably wouldn't be talking. <laughs> well, everyone there got you know, they got. The the 3d glasses and uh we had it was totally diy this was you know i don't know if they even make cameras that can do this kind of thing now they probably do but either way we had guys going around with like they had filters on their cameras like i think a red and a blue one and then it would yeah, project it on the screen with two projectors yeah. just kind of stacked on top of each other slightly offset <laughs> they were right. colorized like but that i mean that goes back to the whole athens thing too it's just like 
you could try that's some the place to be ideas, bold you know it's just like yeah 3D yeah, Rodeo, wait, that that's sounds like the name is hilarious, wait. so let's see what we can do. <laughs> you know? yeah. you guys are stopping right there. That's all I'm getting is just the two cameras stacked on top no, of no, each no. other. No, no, no. Okay, else? so we, like, had, we, had a, we had a screen in, at the front of the stage. We had people yeah. filming behind the stage, and they were projecting it. Yeah, this this totally bootleg <laughs> DIY 3D uh, experience on the screen. We probably made it through right. three or four songs before the crowd was screaming, tear it down, tear it down, tear it down. So we, we took the screen down and just played the rest of the show. But uh, I remember looking yeah, at one of the, you know, yeah. was, <laughs> I somehow think like industrial light and magic should know about this and sort of, but so it was like, it was supposed to be th- like, almost like a hologram kind of concept for those that were in attendance would sort of see like these interesting 3d in your mind that they would have seen like some hologram ish sort of stuff going on. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone's just hanging out the 40 watt wearing 3d glasses and you know, it's just like a, we're like, (laughs) we're like, man, that'd be like a strange psychedelic thing if we could pull that (laughs) off, you know? (laughs) Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's, we, I don't know. People were just, like trying shit in Athens. That's when my morning jacket came through and they did their under the sea prom for two nights at the 40 watt. This is like right before they like just really took oh, off man. and were playing theaters and arenas. And I don't know, Athens is just a nice place to just, just take a swing, you know, <laughs> stretch, stretch your, yeah. le- stretch your yeah. legs a little bit. Definitely. <laughs> um, so how have you guys been um, just in terms of trying to get that around the road and get um, and be in front of your fans and make that sort of connection during this time? Um, backyard parties. How is that going? Where was that? Uh, uh, where's that at right now? Still swinging. We're, we're booking March right now. And um, it's starting to kind of kick back up the January and February mostly have been, you know, pretty, pretty slow, but they usually are. They yeah. usually tend to be. But um, the backyard parties are they're amazing. We, they, they, um, started off slow last year, but then, you know, people kind of got familiar with the idea and the concept and it's almost better than a real show now because I mean, every time it seems every time we play one, the, you know, the host says something along those lines, like, man, this is actually better than a real show. Like we get the future birds in our backyard and just all of our best friends come and we just, (laughs) all you know, I mean, I mean, it's like you pay to go downtown and have to deal with everything that goes with going with just going downtown. And I mean, I mean, most of our fans are kind of they've got places luckily for us to to actually host us, you know, so we're lucky in that regard, I guess, as well. But um, mm-hmm. it's been great, though, man. It's 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 an amazing experience. It's almost like, why didn't we just do this before? Maybe, <laughs> you know, <And> it's definitely <laughs> something that we're going to keep doing, even when things start to kind of cool off and get back to normal. It's um, it's. It's almost like we prefer to uh, to do it that way at this point. That's, that's, <laughs> I thought Colson. I was like, wait, someone's in my room. I was like, what was he? <laughs> hey, yeah, Colson. I, I was Coulson. what? Uh, Who's that? That's that's my girlfriend, Colson. Oh, okay. Hey. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, yeah, Carter. You like? Did you like them? They're yeah, they're fantastic, and and I think it comes to the fact of you know when when everything just disappeared, like we. Yeah, we like we were talking about before, like, yeah, we try to be appreciative of every show we get to play in front of people and stuff. But when you do it all the time, all the time, all the time, you can kind of start to take it for granted to and and vice versa from people going out to see shows like all of a sudden it was just, bam, it disappeared. And so then we can 
like bring this show to people's houses and they're just so much more meaningful because people are yeah. like, you know, like people are getting like very emotional in some cases, like I haven't seen music in <laughs> wow, yeah, eight months. And sure, like, this man. is just amazing. We're like, we played awful. <laughs> like, that's like, you know, <laughs> but it's, but it just, it, it just means a Please lot. Please tell me you didn't tell them that. No, 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 no. <laughs> like in, in my head, I'm like, man, I like couldn't hear anything tonight, you know, cause this is the nature of setting up our own sound. But, uh, but yeah. then people are just. Are you kind of like that? Are you like that a lot with shows? Uh, no, but you know, you, you. I guess when you do it all the time, the you have a higher standard than probably just the average person going to a Future Bird show. Um, if that's what you, yeah, if that's well, what you mean, like a standard of like the sound and playing and stuff like that. Well, I mean, just sometimes you can just have like think that you just didn't sound that good is that i just was wondering if that was something that you kind of uh struggle with sometimes i think we're naturally more critical of ourselves than other people are you know just i yeah, mean yeah. just we're, we're hard on ourselves just by default i think maybe anyone's like that kind of when it comes down to like uh doing something that you that, that you do that someone does they're probably more critical of their of their performance than yeah. someone else well you're at every sh- you're at every show too so you have a better exactly uh, you. Well, I, we were there for the worst and the best ones so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're comparing you, them all <laughs> but you do have to be kind of conscious of that too because you can't go down the rabbit hole of nitpicking every everything and then you kind of lose focus of of you know why you're really should be doing it in the first place you know yeah yeah Right. Especially with those. I mean, talk to me about that feeling of just kind of, I mean, does that hark back to your hearkened back to your earlier days and being closer to just having that closer contact with the fans, having just more interaction, but being on a smaller scale? Is that something that, that, that kind of, um, rings true for you guys? Um, for sure. I mean, I think, I think we've been all, all, or we've always been pretty conscious of like, being there for the fans, being in contact with the fans, even even when we're playing bigger venues and stuff. But uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say actually, like you know, we had kind of been prepping for this for a long time. Um, yeah. You know, Womack and I were doing a lot of <laughs> living room shows, and and we're we, as a full band, we weren't no strangers to playing in people's houses or backyards, and you know, doing kind of stuff, small crowds, yeah, more <laughs> more along those more along those lines. So. So we kind of were in a, a a unique spot to to be able to do this uh, during this pandemic, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it does it does harken back to like the original days of like we're playing music to have a good time with people to connect with folks and and the whole Definitely. deal. It's 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 it is more cut and dry from that aspect you know it's not like how's the promotion for the show you know do we make a instagram post about it coming into coming into town (laughs) and you know you you get you get caught up in like the minutia stuff that's very important for like touring and playing theaters but that stuff kind of is just out the windows and just yeah it's about it's about the experience itself boils it down to what's more important arguably about a show you know which is Mm -hmm. yeah is that so it's a little bit more of a a, a pure experience. Uh, I would say so for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Very raw, very organic and a whole lot of fun for sure. Yeah. 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 Would you do you even sort of like it more or just like it? Okay, Josh, I'm going to tell you, yes, we <laughs> like it more. Okay. Truth's out. We, uh, no, we definitely miss playing venues, you know, but I would say that there are so many things about the backyard shows there that are preferable just because like the people that there are, Everyone there are, are true fans because I mean they they wouldn't come to someone's backyard and see a band that uh you know they're not stoked about so you 
they treat you right. You don't have to worry about waters being backstage or like, you know, whatever that it's just, they take care of you. And it's just right. one big, it's like, uh, it's great. It's great. You know, it's like a, it's like a family reunion almost, <laughs> you know, it's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. We're very, we're yeah. very lucky that, that we actually have like cool people that like the band. So, so they're, yeah. they're actually fun, they're fun yeah. to hang right. out Could with. Could you imagine yeah. if you didn't like your fan? Like, you you oh, didn't like, God, God, I don't like our fans. I know. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the beginning of all this, we definitely didn't see this as the direction it was going in, but it kind of uh, fell into place. And we realized that we had a lot of things in We lucked out in a lot of ways, just, you know, from like Carter said, doing the living room shows and stuff like that. And just, uh, even, even to getting the record out when we did, because it was, uh, almost uh, a blessing in the skies for lack of a better word. I know because it was my super early lockdown album for sure. Well, you know, we were sitting on it for two years and uh, we were shopping around trying to do the whole old school way of doing things. I got to get a label, got to do this and that and that. And then we were sitting around and we were like, you know what? Our fans are already singing the words to these songs, and we haven't because you know we were playing them live because we were sitting oh, on yeah, for two for years. Sure. We were playing them live. People knew the words, they knew the names of it. And I was like, "What are we waiting on? Like, let's uh, let's let's reach out to our fan base. Let's raise money through them through a pre order, and uh, let's just do it all ourselves." And that's exactly what we did, and it worked. And and at that point, we were really like, "Okay, now we're on to the ne- to the next wave of how we're going to do things." And like. You know, the fact that it took so long to kind of get the uh, record out um, was almost a blessing in the skies because it wouldn't have come out that way. And we wouldn't have facilitated and, and reiterated the bird fam, you know, in, in the way that we yeah. did had it not gone that way. You know, it was like right before the pandemic, it's like, here's teamwork. And it's like we slid under the, the closing right, door right. and, uh, <laughs> and it, you know, like, yeah. just in time. And it's like, oh, yeah. And by the way, Boom. remember all those living room shows we've been doing? Well, that's good because now our fans are kind of accustomed to the idea of having us in their living rooms. And, and, and so it's like it kind of just segued into all that, you know, like we're, we're yeah, really yeah. we're really lucky that everything worked out the way it did because 2020 uh, for us really was just, uh, it was way better because of all that. You know, we were really lucky because like, so many of our friends kind of were, were stranded, but we kind of, it kept the, uh, the wind under our wings to be able to do that, you know? So, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it was, uh, it was very propitious, uh, release dates and it just, it, it was what it was. You guys didn't know the pandemic was coming, you know? <laughs> no, no, totally lucked down. Uh, I did. Serendipitous. But, but it got, <laughs> I did. God, shit, Carter. It was that, it was you, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, what are your, what are, what are y'all's favorite bands? Just kind of like a random question. I mean, because just speaking to your style of play, um, the Southern rock stuff, <laughs> yeah. it was, what, what is that? We're, we're big. Uh, like, got a ballet, multiple screen ballet going on right now. Are you guys making fun of me? Oh, no, no, no. It's like, we are uh, <laughs> having, having a heart attack trying to answer that question. We, uh, um, I think, you know, we all like the Grateful Dead a lot and we all, yeah. we all like nineties pop country a lot. And yeah. we like, mm-hmm. we like the Rolling Stones. We like, they're all, you know. Of course, all the standard '70s classic rock, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, all that stuff. Yeah, Grateful Dead, the yeah. psychedelic movements, all that stuff. We like it all. Like Flying Burrito Brothers. We're, you know, we love the cosmic Americana scene. Right. And, on. Uh, I mean, honestly, we don't like to limit ourselves. We we accept anything that I like. Me personally, I'm a sucker for a for a pop hook. You know, and it's like I give credit where it's due. If it's catchy, it's catchy. So. Sometimes I listen to things that not everyone else would be listening to, but I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, like Taylor Swift, for an example, you know, but, uh, I okay, mean, fair enough. Right. I'm an, I'm, I'm a yeah. huge fan okay, of the national. Good. So I have been actually listening to her last two rounds. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah right on. Right yeah. on. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Swifty for life. But I mean, you know, but what we live, we listen to a lot of different things, man, from, uh, yeah, from, yeah. Singer John Prine, love singer songwriter, Texas singer songwriter stuff. Right. I mean, what's on heavy rotation in the van and who controls the music? Whoever's driving, to, yeah, whoever's yeah. driving, whoever's driving or sitting shotgun. Yeah, um, if if we're hearing a lot of Willie and Doug Doug Psalm, it's probably B Miles driving. Uh, if we're in the mountains and we hear Grateful Dead, it's probably Carter driving. Uh, let's see what else. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, maybe live stream, live stream coming yeah. up, memorializing the 50th uh, anniversary of Working Man's and American Beauty, something like Man, that. Man, I really wanted uh, yeah. to do that. Those, I actually those, uh, did. <laughs> yeah. those, those releases are awesome. And I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, the good old Grateful Dead podcast, where they break down each song and like how they came to be and the, the stories going on behind them. And it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's a yeah. good listen. All right. I'll give it, I'll give it a listen. Yeah. Um, Maybe uh, have you guys seen? There's a there's an old VH1 um, video from like probably 20 years ago about the making of American Beauty, which is really fascinating. About how you know they came out. They, they there was just so much pressure on them to come up with this album, right. and the, they talked to the head of Warner Brothers. You should you should check that out. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Is that one of those yeah, uh, legendary um, albums? Uh, docs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. but it's kind of like a super good one, killer. Um, but we were we <laughs> we were talking about the van. Now I um I was watching the video, and you talk about gas. You make a point <laughs> of talking about gas stations. <laughs> yeah. And I, then I started thinking, like, oh, why I'm, I'm, we're laughing. We're laughing because um our uh, our doc guy Animal, who we love Animal, he um that was his idea. He, he's our documentary guy. The dad that uh, oh, uh, he, uh um. He did. He filmed that and directed it for us. And uh, he really wanted us to talk about the gas stations <laughs> yeah. for some reason. He's yeah. like, "Well, just talk about the gas stations because it makes sense." Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. and it was like, you know, after we did it, it was like, you know what? Like, you, you were right on that on that vision about the gas stations. I guess that is the one time we kind of can get out and stretch our legs and I don't know, like uh, occupy our minds. Yeah, he's, way, he's a he's yeah, a super well, talented dude and a great friend, but he like gets something in his head, and that's that's the thing. And so we definitely <laughs> definitely didn't have the final vision on it. He's like, oh, oh, we're stopping at a gas station. Like, hold on, and he'd get out of the van, you know, like half a mile ahead of us, and sprint down to the gas station to film us pulling in. We're like, yeah, something's up with animal man. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Wolms, you said something that was interesting. You said. It's a good moment to kind of, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing, sort of downshift, but also it's a rare moment of privacy. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, we, uh, it's one of those things that, um, teens, uh, will, will get forgot or will be overlooked about a touring lifestyle. You know, maybe from the outside looking in, it might seem glamorous. You're going all over the place. This is awesome. But then, you know, yeah. the, the in between is what, uh, is where the work is, you know, so it's like, you know, sharing beds or whatever, just like, you know, just like <laughs> being all up under each other in the van all the time. And you don't really get m many, uh, you know, moments of privacy on the road, you know, and, uh, at this point we're all, you know, we've been doing it together so long. It's, you know, we're like, we're like family. So we kind of, we know the, uh, like, you know, when someone's having a bad day or something, we're like, oh, so we don't really have to vocalize it very much. And we don't really rub each other. We don't pry on each other's like, uh, 
you know, feelings. Cause like I call it the mid tour blues. They can hit at any point on yeah. the tour. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you're just feeling down. It's like, it's like one too many fast food meals or something and your brain's not working right. You know, it's like, uh, right. Right. But, um, and it happens, but, uh, Another thing we're, we're, we're grateful for is the amount of time we spent with each other in those situations that we can kind of make it work. You know, it's like, it's like, the, yeah, we're lucky for that, I guess. But, um, I mean, it's about mental health, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, Carter, you, you were, uh, going to chime in there for a sec, but yeah, it's about, um, uh, it's, it's a difficult lifestyle, right? And kind of like, you can just sort of start nosediving, you know, emotionally at some point, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you guys... Carter, what are your thoughts on that? How do you uh, how do you kind of avoid that? Uh, I mean, Be- besides surrounding yourself with your friends and playing music every night, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 a slippery slope, and when it when it starts to tank, it can tank real fast, you know, in terms of just the yeah. the headspace. But um, I think it is a matter of us just having done it so long, we're very wary of it and and of each other and each other's headspace, and so you know, mm-hmm. whereas things like uh, you know, uh, selfishness or complaining or bad vibes, like these things spread really quick. And, and yeah, you, it, you, you see that it's like, right. it's totally magnified from the case of being in a band, because like Womack said, we're always on top of each other. You don't have your own space. You know, privacy is a, is a luxury, uh, on tour a yeah. lot of times. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it is like a, it's a group mentality of like, yeah, someone's like, clearly like going through something today like well the rest of us are gonna do our best to 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 keep keep the bar up and then you know and then tomorrow it'll be me and you know you're just looking out for yeah. each other really is what it comes down to so yeah yeah it, it 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 is crucial to have the right crew of people that yeah have each other's backs in that respect for sure yeah Walms. Oh, I agree with Carter 100%. But, uh, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> we've, uh, we've been doing this so long. It's, I mean, yeah, we, um, we stay out of each other's way when we need to, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like you guys are a very unique, um, collection of personalities and you're similar but different. It seems like you guys, and, and that's, that's always good to have kind of, it can be, Sometimes you can butt heads with people, but if there's the right group of differing personalities with the same scope, it seems that that's something that's a that's a that's a good thing in a in a group or, you know, with anybody that you're hanging out with, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, yeah, that 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 kind of harkens back to to why we call the last record teamwork. You know, it's because like, yeah. whereas mm, whereas exactly. a lot of times we've been trying to. You know, and we're talking interpersonally here, but also like artistically and, you know, like, hold on, we need to like make sure this sounds like we're all on the same page and what we're doing. It's like, no, what makes us, uh, who we are, like what makes us unique is the fact that we do have all these different people that offset each other and, and what we're doing. And that, that, uh, totally also applies in the van and just hanging out, you know, I'm glad we have Thomas on board because, he won't hesitate to to let a concierge at a hotel or a promoter have it if someone's you know uh, doing us <laughs> wrong or, or or whatever. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it is. Oh, it, he's your hammer. He's the uh, hammer yeah, for you. Yeah, guys? he's amazing too. He's uh he's right. tour manager, and yeah, he's the strong arm. <laughs> oh, he tour manages for you guys. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, he, he yeah. it's not his he, he it's not his choice necessarily, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he handles. Most he was of voted. It. He was voted in. He had no choice. It's just by default. It's like it wouldn't be done as well any with anyone else. So it's just like yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, you guys, even if someone else was doing it, he'd be like. You're doing this all wrong. Just let me do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So you might as well just give him the yeah, reins exactly. and like you don't, yeah. you don't have to fucking hear yeah. that. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that fell into place naturally ten years ago, a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So, Wolms, what's your role? Oh man, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't Carter, know why they you? keep me in this band. Honestly, man, I don't know. <laughs> no, he's I, out of here. I, I, I think it's probably it's probably easier for me to describe one max role. You know, to describe. <laughs> oh yeah, mine. that's a. Oh, uh, now you're playing the the interviewer. That's a way better way to do yeah, this. Uh, All right. So what's Wombs in the band for you? Womack is uh, vibe master, energy master on stage. Like you're saying, leading the charge. Like he'll. He'll set the energy level for for an evening, you know. Like, oh damn, yeah. dude, one Max doing the two step. Like, I gotta, I gotta. See, that's a lot of response. That's here, a lot of responsibility. You know? I don't yeah, know if yeah, I want that. Sure, role. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> damn. Sorry, man. It's been it's been decided. Yeah, it's over, man. Yeah. It's been decided. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Wolves, what about Carter? I mean, Carter's the Carter's the ringleader of the band. I mean, he's ultimately this. I mean, it was. I guess I was the first member besides Carter of the Future Birds. We were uh, we were playing a show downtown Athens, Georgia, of course, at Tasty World, R.I.P. And uh, mm-hmm. our band—it was our first band, Angico. And we were—I had—I loved the band, still do. But we were terrible. We broke the band up that night, and Carter came up to me pretty much <laughs> right after we broke the band up, and he's like, "All right, all right." We're gonna start another band, and you're gonna be you're gonna be in it. And I was like, all right, all right, "Sweet, we get to play downtown some more. All right, let's do it." You know, we were probably sophomores in college at that point. But uh, um, so I mean, and in a lot of ways, I kind of I kind of just I mean, Carter's the front front man of the band, and I followed his leadership most of the way. So I guess I guess um, I guess that's how I look at Carter. And in, in, I guess, in terms of like the band, I don't really know, man. Put me on the spot, Josh, Thanks, and now man. I'm embarrassed. No, I, because... I appreciate what you said so far. <laughs> no, you're doing a good job. Yeah, before <laughs> before it goes downhill, like, let's just leave it there. You just, before, yeah, just, just let me stop you just it. Just right. wind up, yeah, yeah. wind him up, and he'll just, yeah, he just, he just goes, uh, goes after it. But, um, um, all right, I gotta, I gotta ask you just this one, uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, some COVID streaming and things that you're doing, but um, I want to ask you about the collab. I'm a My Morning Jacket fan, so I wanted to ask about the collab with Carl and Powderfinger. How did that come about, and why was that so fucking awesome? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> were, were, you, were you there for that Sunday show where we did that? No, uh, I was not at okay. that. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was in Denver, where was, not where, Chicago. That sorry. Was, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I'll travel. Had I known he was – I, I should have come down there, but yeah. – yeah, that, that's just a favorite. That, that's a favorite song. Talk to that me about was just that. another like cosmic alignment kind of thing. But um, our uh, our manager set up some like recording sessions, some like laid back recording sessions, recording sessions with Carl uh, at his place in Nashville. We're talking Carl Bramall. Mm-hmm, yeah, Carl Bramall, my morning jacket. Yeah, yeah. and yep. so um, we hung out at his house for a couple of days and worked on some some new tunes and just had a really great time and and we shall get back to doing that too and, and finish some songs. Like uh, we were on some cool stuff with him and it was just like 
really fun working with them, like a very easy flow, yeah. uh, which isn't always yeah. the case. Um, but uh, yeah, then just so happened we added a third Sunday night show uh, in Denver when we were on that same, that camp tour. And uh, the, uh-huh. the camp shows sold out. So we we're like, let's do something on the day off. And, and just so happened that Carl was touring with um, Steelism. No, he was touring with uh, yeah. um, Ray La Montaigne, I think. Oh, oh with Ray. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, playing yeah, guitar. Yeah, right. and, mm-hmm. and he just texted him and was like, hey, y'all in Denver too? Like, so we went and got lunch that day. And he's like, man, I, I think I should be done with the show by 10. So. You know, we're like, well, bring your guitar over to the venue if you if you want to come play something. And 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 he kept getting set back. I was texting him on stage, and we're playing. We ended up playing for like I think a solid three hours because we're like, let's just we'll just string it out till Carl can get here. <laughs> <laughs> right he had he had to yeah. he had to take like two oh I was gonna say like I didn't yeah. get yeah. I didn't think Carl with his guitar. Well. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, okay. hey, how's it coming? He's like, about to get in the car. Quit texting on stage. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so he gets there. And was it, what did you know you were going to do Powderfinger? Or did you, who, who threw that out there? Uh, sorry, it just broke up on me. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, did you know you were going to do Powderfinger? Or who did you just throw that out there? At the, was that uh, game time? Uh, he had, he had. I think I think we knew the Powderfinger was going to be the one we did. Uh, he played with us. So after those recording sessions, we played this thing in Nashville, this outdoor show, and he came and sat in. He played some pedal steel, actually. And then we right. we closed out with a Powderfinger where he just annihilated the guitar. It was pretty <laughs> – it's, right? it's, it's amazing <laughs> to be that close to the amp when he's doing that. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, when you guys got down on your knees and were just like bowing <laughs> yeah. to him in that show, I just saw like there was just a couple fan videos. That, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, what kind of, of of stream? You know, you've been doing the backyard parties. You've been doing streams during this time, or um, where are you guys at with that? And what? Um, and is that something that figures into like how we're going to go forward during this uh, during 2021 before we kind of get back to even limited capacity shows? What are your views on all that? Like streaming and where you're going to be like limited capacity shows, et cetera. Yeah, we were well, we were already talking about kind of uh, implementing streaming into the live um, set, even I feel like way before the pandemic, you know, but at that point, it was just kind of yeah. like an idea. And uh, but then, you know, we kind of had to there for a while we just started live streaming everyone was live streaming you know and um in some of the backyard shows we actually have just kind of live streamed them streamed them you know and um it's been great but it's definitely something that we're going to implement moving forward and 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 it's going to be something that's uh happens more often for sure just uh there's a lot of cool things that that go along with live streams i mean it's cool it's just a way for everyone to get together and and talk i mean if you can't get to the not everyone can make every show obviously so I yeah. mean, everyone can you know get on the internet and and hang out and watch a show though. So it's it's pretty right. cool, and it kind of evolved into this whole like everyone just a big hangout basically, which is like what you want, of course. Right. You know, everyone's just yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. chatting yeah. and you know hearting and emoji and, and just right. and, and right. you know throwing out uh, inside jokes. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and we're talking about going for it too. Or like, why you know. Even fast forwarding to when we can like really go on tour again, it's like, 
why force a show on a Tuesday night in like a strange town right, where right. it's not going to be a great show and we could like post up in an Airbnb and just live stream online and hang out with fans and play new songs and do an acoustic set. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's really opened the, opened the doors a, yeah. a lot more. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so kind of instead of making that 12 hour drive to the next town, just stay kind of where you are and, and kind of, intersperse those sort of experiences in a broader tour that you'd be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. And like, you know, Tuesday night when people would rather stay in anyway, you know, it's like, why not just bring the show to them? To their yeah. Or, or, or a couch. Sunday. We were in Texas recently for like a week and we set up one night and just did a stream and, you know, just set a Venmo up and people can tip if they want to type of thing. And it's, it's fun. Cause it's kind of, yeah. we don't really have to go anywhere and, the viewer doesn't have to go anywhere either, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I think, you know, with the pandemic, though, it kind of familiarized everyone with the concept of watching a stream show. Of course, Nugs existed before the pandemic and people were already. But it was like it, yeah. it became like a common thing, you know. So it's like now moving right. forward, I think uh, it'll be a lot easier to kind of get it done just because it's such a normal part of how we do shows these days, you know. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, even more, it's brought into um uh, into the light, really, the um, the emphasis and the need for fans to get in front to just interact, yeah, in the context of a band and vice versa, really, right? I mean, do you find streams and well, if you were in an environment where there is a live chat like a YouTube or something or Twitch or some kind of environment like that, do you guys find yourself interacting with with fans and where do you sort of stand on that? Oh yeah. We love it. Carter, you're laughing. Yeah, like maybe, maybe more than we should sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a story. <laughs> nah. Uh, um, yeah. That, that's one of the, that's one of the, I think one of the most valuable parts of it is the whole fan interaction, uh, that, that goes along yeah. with live streaming, you know, and, um, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a great way to engage, you know? Yeah. Do you, Carter, how do you feel about it? Uh, and, 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 and why did you open your mouth too much once or something? No, 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 I was just, I was just joking, but yeah. So like, so a few of the full band live streams we've done, you know, aren't actually live. We filmed them the day before and had them edited. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you put them online and then we'll get in the chat and, and yeah, as, as the hours pass, you know, and everyone's having drinks or whatever, it's like, maybe I, maybe I should put the keyboard away, you know? (laughs) Do we want to rewatch this set or are we just going to post it? Yeah. But no, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And it, it, it relates back to the fact that we just like enjoy hanging out with the people that enjoy our band, you know, and they're really funny. And so it's, it's entertaining <laughs> as hell to get on these chats while we're playing. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's all treat, love and yeah. support, a little bit of roasting or whatever. At one point, <laughs> oh, a lot at one of point B Miles yeah. wasn't getting enough camera time. So now there's a B Miles fan page on the internet somewhere <laughs> that someone started just as they were, as yeah, the show yeah, was yeah. going on. It was like, okay, it started. Here's the link. And people started following it. It's just, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a great, that's a great. It's a really good time. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like you guys are totally roastable. I don't know why why that is. Look at is us. Ever, you probably hear me. <laughs> I'm easily roastable, for sure. Yeah. But well, you, you guys hang it out there, man. You hang it out there. You got great personalities. You love the fans, you know. 
you wear your you I, I believe that you guys wear your hearts on your sleeves and that's um and that's an awesome thing. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are the plans? Um like what are you guys hearing? What are you feeling about um getting back out in front of audiences? I mean, can't can't, can't wait, wait, you know. Yeah. But uh at the, at the same time I think we're gonna make sure that we're we're uh you know, intentional about like holding on to this. Like we had this kind of, for lack of a better word, like amazing experience through this pandemic of having these backyard shows and stuff. So like, I think it would be easy just to like, okay, all the venues are open business as usual, just plug it back in the same way we're doing it. So I think, you know, it's just up to us to really hold on to that and make sure we're still applying that mentality and that, and that thing to the shows going forward. Um, yeah and 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 other plans we're just working on new music right now which is like yeah the best place to be i feel like that that zone of you know getting together and writing and making demos and in a couple of days we're meeting up in north carolina we rented a big farmhouse airbnb and just gonna let it hang out for a couple of weeks and you know see what comes right out on, of it so, right on so you, oh you plan on doing that or you've already done that no yeah we're doing that in a couple of days if again okay. if I'm not iced in uh in yeah. Nashville. yeah right bring the bring the tire chains i'll man. walk i'll be there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snowshoe you'll snowshoe yeah. um so you've got material or you're working on things you've got ideas and then um how's that process look for you guys you guys get together in the same room hash stuff out jam play what does that look like well yeah recently we got um we got together in a in a spot in augusta georgia for like a week and that was the first writing session that we've had in that capacity where we all just kind of get together and like start from scratch and then mm -hmm. we, we it's the first time we've done that in a long time and i feel like we were really caught a flow and that kind of is the reason we're getting together in another few days because we had such a gr great time. We were like, this is something moving forward, especially with how the times are once a month, at least we're going to get together in a spot and just uh, basically a touch base. We'll write, we'll do whatever. We'll create content. We'll, you know, we'll just basically touch base and align our frequencies, you know? And um, so moving forward, that's kind of how we're, we plan on doing it, like getting together because I mean, of course we had our own stuff that, cause we're always writing, you know? And so we'll get together and I'm like, well, I was kind of working on this one or I had this one we could work mm -hmm. on, but that session in particular, the last one where we got together was the first time in a long time where we got together and we're just like, all right, let's, let's see what happens. Let's, let's write. And I think, I mean, super excited about where it went and, 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 uh, the stuff we were coming up with. I think we haven't, I don't think we've written this, this good ever, honestly. I think this is the best we've ever written. Awesome. <laughs> and I think our yeah. visions are aligned. Everyone's in a good spot and we're feeling great. And I feel like we're, I feel like we're the best version of the band we've ever been currently right now, which is part of the reason, again, wow. while we're getting together, again, we're like, we're doing it and we're going to just keep going. And, um, Super, super stoked for what what's going on. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Agreed. Yeah, really, man. Carter, you're so lucky to have this kind of energy always Arna? along with Arna? you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Positivity, yeah. man. That's the most positive attitude I've heard of a band coming out of just COVID on this side. Oh, man. really? Dude, that's awesome to hear, I mean, man. I bet I talk yeah, to every fucking band, uh, but I mean, I sure all right, I'm not going to compare. I'm just going to say that's an awesome, positive attitude, and that gets me psyched, man. Thanks, man. Good, well, I'm glad. Yeah, be psyched, because it's, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm super 
this thing. Awesome. Awesome. How does that happen that you're like, you feel like you're writing the best you ever have um, coming out of this fucked up time? Is it just sort of, is it in spite of the fucked up time or is it because of the fucked up time? You know, maybe it's hard to say a little bit of both. I mean, at this point we've been doing it for so long and it's like, we've spent a lot of time at home doing nothing but playing and just writing basically. And, uh, Mm -hmm. just with how well 2020 turned out, it kind of kept the fire burning under us. And we, it was a man, it was such a great year to reflect and, and express gratitude for the things that you do have. And that was one thing 2020 did for us, for sure. For me personally was like, wow, we've got, a lot of great things that are happening for us. And there are a lot of silver linings about this 2020 and we're in a gr- a way better spot than most everybody. Our level is in right, at, right now. And for that, I'm grateful. And it's, I mean, you know, it's, and then we get together and everyone's feeling great and we're writing stuff that we're all stoked about. And it's kind of hard to not be, you know, be stoked about it at that yeah. point. It's, yeah. Like, I feel this like, is great. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like there's yeah. been a number of times throughout the pandemic where we've kind of been like, maybe we should like tamper down our, uh, our, our positivity Social right now. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, like, not everyone's having audience. a great time right like, now. We can't be the guys like, out there and be like, this pandemic's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> That's when you take another shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but no, yeah, it has, well, Carter, you so, feel, do you, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah no, we're, I'm, I'm, Tell me. I'm right there with Womack and, uh, and, and I think that's everyone else in the band is too. Um, and I don't think it's either in spite of or against or whatever the pandemic, but the 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 perspective definitely shifted a little bit, you know, or like we had this perspective, but then the pandemic really put it in view for us. And we're like, oh, wait, actually, like we're set up like we're we're luckier than than most every other band out there right now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so so it's hard not to be uh positive or, or grateful in that respect but but yeah in what in what respect do you think you're you're you, you why do you feel lucky um so when, we, when when we had to when we had to cancel that tour in march and we we're going home and we we're convincing ourselves that you know we were infected and everything and then we we're thinking about <laughs> we're like man we're not like like we solely rely uh, on this band for income and everything. And, but we're not big enough to where we have tour insurance and, and things like that. And it's like, okay, we could be like, totally, this might be awful. You know, this might be really, really bad. Cause what, what would we do? Like if we got home, if everything blew up, we'd go get jobs at a restaurant, you know, it's like, well, that's not going to happen. So like, we might be really <laughs> screwed. But then as we kind of regeared and, and we're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta make a way through this. Um, we started realizing like really realizing how awesome and supportive like our fan base was and our people and our community. And, mm-hmm. and, yep. and then we were like, man, we are in this special spot where, you know, a band bigger than us, I don't think could do these backyard shows because if it got out that my morning jacket was playing in your neighbor's backyard, people would be crawling over the fences to get in, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. but we're mm-hmm. also big enough to where we have, yeah, like, a level of there's a base level of people that can can support us doing something like that. So so yeah, we're in this special spot that they were stoked to be in because it's kind of we're still operating, you know, totally within our own control. We're not working for a bigger record label or a bigger you know promotion company or whatever. We're we're really like yeah, yeah we kind of. 
kind of run our own game and we're very lucky to, to be able to do so. Yeah. Yeah. It's the indie band future bird sweet spot, right? Mm, yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. It's also about being grateful for what you have and where you're at without being regretful of not being in another place, which you couldn't fucking do anything about anyway, because you are in the place that you are. <laughs> as zen totally. as hell, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right? I mean, Carter, you've talked about also like being intentional about stuff. That's another thing that I picked up on the videos that you mentioned something about, you know, that you guys, are, that you want to be intentional about the experience now i think in that sense you were just talking about touring and being outside and just all that kind of fun shit but is that something that figures into your philosophy and the way you kind of operate on a day-to-day -day basis yeah absolutely and, it, and it, I, th I think it's it's not just me it's it's all of us you know that's a that's a group a group mind that we have and it came from a lot of years where we were just kind of let like letting things happen and letting those you know the letting the bad side of things rear up and and getting depressed and down and and everything about what was happening mm -hmm. and why aren't we getting this and why isn't this happening and and it's like well it's you know it was it was a very uh in, intentional flipping of of how we saw things um kind of in the recording sessions before uh the portico eps that were the first sessions for the teamwork stuff um, which was the last time that we were kind of writing in the sense that Womack's talking about where we just like got together and, and we're like, let's see what happens, you know, and I got this bit of this song and let's see what, what we can do when we put all our heads together. So it was this like kind of special time of, of, uh, yeah, re-gearing our, our perspective. And so I think since then we've been very like, you know, you, there are things in your control. There are things out of your control. So let's focus on the things in our control and the things yeah. that we're stoked about rather than the things that we wish were happening or that we, yeah. you know. Yeah. Know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's obvious. Womack, you agree? Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, I think the Portico sessions, the sessions he's referencing, we released Portico one and Portico two, but when we were planning those sessions, we were like, we're going to, we're going to record, we're going to get together and record some demos or maybe even a record. And we're not going to focus on, you know, uh, being fancy or anything. We're just going to kind of go out and, uh, and have fun mainly because I was like, you know, we're, we're not having fun anymore right now. We're focusing on the wrong things. It's like, we mm -hmm. used to have so much fun when we were writing, let's go do that again. And, and like <laughs> one of the first, uh, songs we came up with was, you know, we just immediately started writing. And, uh, after we released it, it, um, it had the biggest splash of anything up until that point that we had. And we were like, wow, we did this in a cheap way that worked for us. And we had fun and, uh, we did what we wanted to do and it, and it worked. And that was the first, uh, that was the first instance where we proved that, that we were capable of doing that. You know, so it wasn't at that point, it was almost like we knew we could take control of, uh, you know, of our work and stuff and not have to rely on everyone else. That was the very, very beginning of, of what would eventually be the whole idea of teamwork and DIY and true indie band was, uh, was mm -hmm. the Portico sessions. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause hmm. yeah, it, it, we, it, we proved to ourselves that we could do it and it worked, you know, and we're like, all right, well, let's keep doing this. Then, you know, there was a little hiccup with teamwork trying to do the whole, the, uh, you know, shopping it and doing all that. And, but, you know, we talked about earlier how that ended up being a blessing in disguise. Cause two years later we were like, well, we've got the fan base. Let's do the, uh, 
let's let's raise money ourselves and let's just do it all ourselves and see if it works and it go and full it, DIY a- absolutely. even like direct to direct to the customer exactly <laughs> so to speak right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so huh for sure wow well, I'm glad you guys did such a great job with that, and I'm so stoked to hear you've got uh, that you're working on new materials, and that's uh, that's all that's all good stuff. Yeah, and man. Um, you know, I love that you're uh, the the positive vibe that you guys um, that you both exude is uh, is palpable even through this stupid little digital <laughs> box that we're talking through. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Hopefully, the next time, yeah, man. Uh, really appreciate you both, and. Um, Love the tunes, and um, I want to uh, thanks you so much for thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, yeah. it's been really quite enjoyable, you. and hopefully yeah, we'll see you in Our Chicago pleasure. soon at a at a real a real show. I hope live so, and man. in person. I hope so, yeah, <laughs> in three I'll, I'll come see you guys. <laughs> I'll come see you guys on the road somewhere too, for sure, man. Sweet. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, thanks so much, you guys. Thanks for joining me on Roadcase. I really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having us, man. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everyone. That was Danny Womack and Carter King of Future Birds. Loved the opportunity to talk to these guys. Want to thank them again for joining me on Roadcase. Um, you know, they've got such a great attitude about uh, what's going on with COVID. I mean, they've got uh, they had a new album that came out in early 2020 that kind of as to hear them say it, it sort of set them up for their life during quarantine and being able to uh, play those records and play the songs for their fans during this period, either online or in backyard parties. They kind of felt that that really uh, set them up well. And, um, you know, they got a, they got a great attitude and I love, I love Womack's uh, enthusiasm and Carter's, um, really kind of interesting insight, especially into, uh, to mental health, uh, on the, on tour and, uh, living in the moment living with intention. These guys kind of have an interesting roadmap and touring and playing in front of their fans is clearly, uh, the most important thing for these guys. So I wish them well as they go forward. Um, you know, they talked about getting into the studio over the next couple of weeks right here and working on some new material. So I'm looking forward to, um, hearing that uh, in the near future and uh, good luck to them in getting back on the road as with everybody uh, it's been a difficult period especially for touring bands uh, but they sang they're, they're loving doing their backyard parties so I wish them uh, good luck with that and I hope to see them out in the road very soon so I want to thank everyone out there for joining me here on Roadcase. I want to thank again Daniel Womack and Carter King of uh, Future Birds and thanks for joining me on Roadcase Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And if you are able to and like to support Roadcase, we have a Patreon site at patreon.com slash roadcasepod. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. 
And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. <laughs>